Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Michael, Michael Reed on, on LMFM. In eight days' time, you'll get uh, the opportunity to vote for the next president of Ireland. You'll have six candidates uh, to choose from, and one of them is uh, the Sinn Féin candidate, Leah Nereida, who joins us here this morning. And thank you for coming in to us today. Like all of the candidates, uh, you've uh, been asked into us. And like the other candidates who have taken up uh, on that opportunity, I'll ask you to start uh, this morning by setting out your stall as such and maybe telling our, our listeners just briefly why you'd like to be the next president? Okay, well, quite simply, I suppose, firstly, I bring the credentials to it. I'm a member of the European Parliament, um, and so I have the political skill and the political acumen and the experience and skills from the European perspective in terms of legislation and all of that. Um, And really, when I started thinking about it, when I was approached, it wasn't an easy decision. It wasn't something that I came to lightly. It's an office of huge responsibility, and I take that very seriously. And for me, it was about becoming a voice for everybody, north, south, east and west. Uh, And it's about having the opportunity of talking about a new Ireland and where we should be going as a new Ireland for the future. An Ireland that should be based on equality and inclusivity, respecting people's identities, um, our culture, our language, our richness. And I think it's about being an outward voice as well and humanitarian in our approach. And I think we can be, we're a small island in in the edge of the Atlantic, But at the same time, I think we can be a beacon, in other words, to other countries uh, in terms of how we deal with things, how humanitarian we are, how inclusive we are and respectful of each other and all of that. So I think it's about shaping a new Ireland where we see equality. Look, the last seven years have changed radically uh, and we have seen gender equality and and repeal the eighth or marriage equality and repeal the eighth. Um, But we have an awful long way to go. And when we see the level Mm. of poverty that we have, not just not just those on the very edges of poverty, but those even who are on middle income um, that are struggling to keep a roof over their heads. How many families do we know that are one paycheck away from living in a car? Uh, And it's not an Ireland that we should be happy to endorse. We need to change that. And I'm about change. Mm. That's the short answer. All right. What kind of change or or to what extent? uh, Because when you say uh, you want to be a voice for everybody, north, south, east and west, uh, a green and an orange voice? Absolutely. Uh, No question about that. For me, it's not about excluding anybody mm. uh, and it's about trying to find a way that we can share. Do you understand uh, unionist concerns at the moment that Northern Ireland is uh, about to be annexed from the rest of the United Kingdom? I do. And look, at uh, we've had the Border Communities Against Brexit, which I'm meeting again later on today, and we've had them over in the European Parliament. So I understand the issues hugely where Brexit is concerned and particularly for the unionists. And in fact, I would be very concerned that when the EU funding, and I Mm. sit on the EU Budgets Committee, so I know what's coming down the tracks for the next seven years, Mm. it's not a pretty sight. 
parties. Do you support um, unionists in their call for Northern Ireland leaving the European Union on the same terms as the rest of the United Kingdom? I respect their their opinion, you know, and they are. They view themselves and identify themselves as being British, and I think mm. that has to be respected. And you know, you they don't want see to, them as British. They though, want do you? to remain. I see them as having a dual identity. Mm. They live in the island of Ireland, but, yeah, they, but you don't they see them as being British. Yeah, British. I mean, I see them as being, you know, people who are, who want to remain to be British, mm. and that's okay. But you're somebody who's supported the armed struggle. I'm somebody who is talking about creating this new Ireland that we need to have these uncomfortable conversations to talk about what does it mean to have identity. Is it that uncomfortable that you ignore it? No, it's Mm -hmm. not. But to answer your question, because you didn't allow me to answer it fully, about where the unionists are in terms of Brexit, um, certainly I see that 56% voted to remain within the EU. That also has to be respected. It was their democratic right to do that. Uh, And I think that even the unionists, when they see that Westminster is really throwing the North under the bus as collateral damage in one sense regarding Brexit. Uh, And I see that when the funding is taken out of that, those constituents on the ground who rely on cap, who rely on structural funds, that's not going to be given Mm. to them by Westminster. So there is, I think we should be able to have that conversation about if the backstop isn't in place, if we don't have guarantees that we're not going to have a border, that it makes sense that we talk about what kind of an Ireland we want to create and having it as that inclusive orange and mm. green. But you don't want a border. You want a, 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 a reunited Ireland. Absolutely. Uh, and you said you'll work for that. Uh, can you be a president uh, to people uh, who were on the other side of the armed struggle that you support? I can, of course. And let me be very clear. I'm proud to be nominated mm. as a Sinn Féin candidate. But once I am president, I will be a president for all of those people and above party politics. Mm. And that is another, I suppose, reason for me to look at the whole presidency to give you that opportunity to talk to people that's outside of perhaps your normal base, Mm. that you are respectful of all of that because you're non-partisan. That means you're Mm. not affiliated with any party and it gives you a level where you have that voice. The other thing I would be very keen to do, I am not somebody who is a shrinking violet. Um, I'm quite outspoken and not afraid to stand up for what I believe is right for the people of Ireland. I've done that in Brussels very effectively. And I also think it's not about being cozing up to the government in one sense. I think we have to create a healthy discourse where the government are held to account and that there's a challenge there because you're appoint, you're elected by the people as an Uachtaran, whereas it's not an appointee ship by the government, okay. which would be the case with Michael D. Higgins continuing on as a coronation if we okay. haven't challenged that. All right, that. Let, let's talk about Leon Arida, if we can, just for another minute. Uh, I can, of course. Um, but uh, is Leon Arida somebody uh, who's... Uh, Willing to go uh, against the views uh, of other Republicans. Uh, you are a Sinn Féin candidate, but a, a lot of Shinners would say that you've compromised your Republican credentials by saying you'd wear a poppy. Let's clear up the whole poppy issue. Certainly, as a Republican, it doesn't diminish my Republicanism in any way, in my view. Um, I'm secure in my Republicanism. However, I understand very well, and it was a struggle for me to consider wearing the poppy. I know that so many Republicans, and rightly so, are still hurting about atrocities committed by the British Army. Um, I'm talking about, you know, Bloody Sunday mm. and Ballymurphy and all of those. Um, and I understand that that symbol of the red poppy is extremely hurtful. But this is about me being a president and it has to be almost bigger than me. Mm. Um, it's bigger than my own personal struggle. And it's about making bold moves towards the unionist community and recognising that they hurt as well. 
Uh, and by making that bold move, you're perhaps opening a whole avenue of where we can have that conversation of moving towards that dialogue that we can talk about well. Mm. At least they will view it as a as a move. We saw the Queen, you know, in the Garden of Remembrance and okay. all of that. Mm. So it, it's it's about being able to to move outside of your own. Mm. Do, 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 do you side with uh, the Republican concerns that are there are about Drew Harris? And in what regard? Oh, yes, I do. Um, look, Drew Harris has been appointed um, and you have to respect that position. Mm. And there were questions, as there should be with anybody. You know, these have to be, uh, nobody's above scrutiny in that regard. Do you think he arrested Jerry from, Adams for political your, reasons? Your credentials from the past always have to be scrutinised. Do you think he arrested Jerry Adams for political reasons? I'm not sure what his motivation was there. Um, do you think it put your campaign to, to become a member of the European Parliament at risk? It's it certainly at the time I remember it was it came left of field um, in the middle of an election and, campaign. And certainly, yeah, it, it it was it was something that I wasn't expecting. I'll put it like that. In, in the middle of an election campaign, a political party leader is arrested in connection to an historic killing. Something that a lot of people say was partisan policing, sectarian policing. The same man is appointed as Garda Commissioner. Do you support his role as Garda Commissioner? Look, irrespective of, um, and obviously at the time he was wrong and he should never have arrested Jerry Adams and that has been proven over and over again. However, uh, the appointment of Drew Harris would not have anything to do with the presidential candidacy. It is a government decision uh, and it wouldn't be a decision that I would be involved in Speaking, because I don't have... Deciding to speak to the doll has nothing to do with no, the presidency and you said no, you do that. So, no, no, sorry, uh, so no. why don't we talk about sorry, the Garda no, Commissioner? You're, you're wrong actually in that because within the Constitution it is perfectly within your remit to address the Houses of Arrakis. Yes, and with, in fact, with the is, government. Is, yes, but at the same time, let's think about this for a second. Mary Robinson... Uh, addressed the Houses of Arachthus yes. twice. The Arachthus has only been addressed four times. And I know listeners mm. out there might think, crikey, is Leonie Reid obsessed with addressing the Houses of Arachthus? But here's my point. Mary Robinson did it twice. Mary McAleese did it once. Mm. Michael D. Higgins did it absolutely zero times. As the guardian of the Mary, Constitution, no, you should be aware of Article 13, 7, 13, which requires you to get approval from the government. You don't have to read that to me. I'm perfectly aware of it. But you allow me to finish on this point. When Mary Robinson did address the government on the occasion where mm. she talked about immigrants uh, and the absolute failing of the state on immigrants, mm. the government were uncomfortable with her speech. And there is nowhere that I think that the government is going to refuse the president. Is Leah Nerida uncomfortable say, with the question about Drew Harris? I would say perhaps that Michael D might have been uncomfortable asking the government because indeed his Labour colleagues mm. are there who are the very ones that inflicted the years of austerity. Now to come back to Drew Harris, as you really want an answer to that, I think it is a decision. There are certain decisions that obviously as an Uachtaran and I'm here as a mm. candidate, that is outside of my power. That is a governmental issue, nothing to do with the president. I can, however, address the government on the bigger issues of the day of the housing crisis that we have, the austerity, the broken promises. Issues to do with the do people? That. Yes. Mm. Such, a, such as interfering in the pol po political process, which is the it's charge not, against no, him. Plus, uh, I mean, if you talk about the issues of the people, we have a, a family listening to us locally uh, uh, who have been mourning the death of Tom Oliver, uh, who was killed by Republicans. Uh, mm -hmm. Drew Harris says he knows the Republican who ordered that killing. He gave the name. He wrote it down on a piece of paper to Judge Smithick. Uh, would you like him to... Uh, tell people who it is or to investigate that now as Garda Commissioner? 
I think there's a duty there to absolutely get justice and truth um, for for that. And I'd have no issue with that. You know, you have to follow the, the rule of law in these cases. And I don't have an issue with that. Oh, an interruption. An interruption. That's not true, Harris, on the phone by any chance. <laughs> it's it? not indeed. All right. Um, actually, I think we've uh, come more or less to the uh, end of uh, the time that we have with you this morning. Uh, it's uh, been a pleasure to have you in with us uh, in the closing days of uh, the campaign. Like all of the other candidates, uh, we'd like to wish you the best. Uh, and uh, thank you indeed, as I say. Gurman, that's an important mm-hmm. for people to mm-hmm. realise because you never asked me about me myself. I'm from West Cork. I'm from a Gaeltacht. I'm going to be very strong on the language. I had to learn English when I was four. So Dina Hagi is just in some language. It's Misha Aaron. Well, Shini, Shani Regis. Correct. That we bring that to the presidency, Homa, because that's who we are. We're a proud Irish nation and we should really embrace that. Okay, thank you indeed for coming into us. Leah Narita, the Sinn Féin candidate. Michael Reed on LMFM. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.